Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs, with companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. At least you're not in Texas, unless you are in Texas, in which case, ouch. Welcome to the Chad and Cheese Podcast, everybody. I'm your co-host, Joel Blame It on the Windmills Cheeseman. And I'm Chad Rolling Blackout Sowash. And on this week's show, Australia tells Google, that's not a knife, that's a knife. Chad gets a chubby listening to Spotify and indeed proves once again that it, quote, gives zero fucks about employers, end quote. We'll be right back after I finish shoveling my goddamn driveway. You already know that Sovereign makes the world's best resume CV parser, but... Did you know that Sovereign also makes the world's best AI matching engine? Only Sovereign's AI matching engine goes beyond the buzzwords. With Sovereign, you control how the engine thinks. With every match, the Sovereign engine tells you what matched and exactly how each matching document was scored. And if you don't agree with the way it scored the matches, you can simply move some sliders to tell it to score the matches your way. No other engine on earth gives you that combination of insight and control. With Sovereign, matching isn't some frustrating black box, trust us, it's magic, one-shot deal like all the others. No. With Sovereign, matching is completely understandable, completely controllable, and actually kind of fun. Sovereign. Software so human, you'll want to take it to dinner. Good times. <laughs> Welcome to America, kids, a land of uh, rolling blackouts. What the fuck is going on, dude? Well, dude, I was sipping margaritas and hunting Marlin in uh, in the Keys this earlier this week. So I, I, I got to leave that and come home to like a foot of snow. So I'm a little bit <laughs> I'm a little bit salty and not yeah. from the margaritas I had. Yeah, I think I think people in Texas are probably a little bit more pissed than you are right now. It's funny you mentioned that because my father lives in Texas and he's still en route to get back to Texas. He lives in Austin. He has to go to Houston, which I guess apparently is thawing out quicker than the rest of the state. And then he has to go home. I'm not sure when he'll get to go home, how the roads are and whatnot. And then he right. gets to find out if his 
pipes burst or not. He's still a cold weather guy at heart, uh, but he may or may not have electricity. And keep in mind, he's 81. So yeah, life is going to be real fun for him this weekend. Dude, I'd be fucking pissed if I were a Texan because we're talking about a state that is number eight in the GDP worldwide. Okay. Prides themselves in being the quote unquote, the energy state and all forms of Texas energy failed. I mean, I, I don't know where they fuck, where'd they buy those windmills? Did they buy them from fucking Mattel? I mean, I don't get it here in good old Hicksville of Indiana. We have fields of windmills and those motherfuckers are cranking out megawatts. They've been doing it for years. Yeah. I just can't get it. And again, being a Texan and obviously they don't pay taxes. Mm -hmm. Uh, They, they obviously (laughs) want, they want to have low energy costs. And I think overall it's like, guys, you got to pay for something somehow. Fuck. And I know that we talk football on the show quite a bit and football season is over and our international listeners hate when we talk football, <laughs> but football fans will remember when the Super Bowl was in Dallas a few years ago and yeah. they had this same shit happen. So not only do they say, you know, fuck it, they don't apparently learn from the past and try to fix shit, but there's another winter front coming this weekend. It's not going to get much easier anytime sooner for Texas. Shout out, Texas. We love you, man. No matter what. Dude, are you ready for this? What? Okay, we love torchies. Speaking of, of Texas. Oh, yeah. We love torchies, right? So I'm talking about, we're talking about torchies with my sister who lives in Jeffersonville, Indiana. Sorry to get so meta, everybody. But okay, <laughs> so we talk torchies and my sister goes, oh, I think there's a torchies moving into Jeffersonville, which is a small town of about 50,000 people. It's near Louisville, Kentucky, which is not a big city either. And it's a long way from Texas. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. This is, it's not, it's a different torchies or it's tortures or you're, you're getting it wrong. <laughs> so I go to torchies website. I go to locations and I search Indiana and holy fuck. There's a torchies tacos moving to Jeffersonville. So I, my friend will be trekking down to Jeff at least, three or four or six, 10 times a year <laughs> just to get some Torchy's tacos. And I'm fingers crossed that they're coming to Indianapolis soon. There's just something about sitting in Austin and having a Torchy's tacos. I, I think it's going to be entirely different being in Jeff having a Torchy's taco. <laughs> it's just a different kind of trashy. It's a different kind of trashy when you okay. get uh, the extra sauce on that taco. Yeah. Okay. I, I will take that. <laughs> it's way better than the Taco Bell on 10. I'm telling you that right now. God, I fucking hope so. Uh, Shout out to Daniel Fellows from Get Optimal who sent uh, me some French gin. And sent me nothing, by the way. Thanks, Dan. You don't deserve anything. I'm not worthy. Here's the thing, though. I got sent the gin. Julie confiscated the gin. All I have now is I can taste her gin when she's having cocktails because it's obviously fucking good. Uh, So, yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Daniel. If you could send another package, that'd be great. Thank you. So are you a gin guy now? I'm a little confused. Or do they sell not not sell whiskey in his part of England? Daniel is a different kind of guy. He doesn't just want to give you what you want. He wants to give give you something that is outside of your comfort zone. And no, I'm not a gin guy. And he's like, you will love this gin. And Daniel, I bet I would love that gin if my wife didn't steal it. Shit. (laughs) 
Well, speaking of women who like liquor, uh, <laughs> shout out to my sister. All right. Who got remarried uh, on Valentine's Day. How romantic is that? Uh, she did tie the knot. I know I mentioned I was going, but it, it did. She closed the deal. It was done. And uh, she is soon to be Holly Bricker. Very nice. On her ID in case you are looking for her on, uh, I don't know, Snapchat or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nothing nothing like sending sending people out to troll your, your sister. That's awesome. Yeah. She's not on Snapchat or anything else, I think. In case you missed it, uh, we interviewed Torin Ellis on the pod this week. Check it out. It's called Exercising Our Demons. Uh, and there's more of Torin to come. We did like an hour or something with him. So I cut it up into in, into short, bite-sized clips. And uh, I've already had people saying, hey, that was too short. So don't worry. There's really? more coming. Yes. Oh, man. I enjoy being in the punching bag on those podcasts. So thanks, everybody, for asking for more Torin. That's great. <laughs> That's great. I appreciate it. Well, speaking of saltiness, you're mad at Kroger again, aren't you? Yeah. Kroger, again, is shutting down two locations, this time in Seattle. The last one was in Southern California because... They are being forced, that's right, kids, forced to pay their essential workers $4 more an hour. And again, I would like to remind everyone, we're talking about people who, if you don't have them working, hence essential work workers, the shit doesn't get done. They're the people who look you in the eye and say, thank you for shopping here every day. Right. But yet, but yet the fucking CEO makes $14 million. And we're talking about revenues, Kroger revenues overall corporate wide. It was like 121 billion. So when somebody says to me, oh yeah, but grocery Profit margins are, are really thin. Fuck you. Okay. $14 million thin. Fuck you. Anyway. I guess that means the So Wash boycott is still on uh, for Kroger. And uh, well, I've got a new boycott of my own, I think. Okay. Speaking of mad, word out this week BK Burger King is changing the chicken sandwich. And I'm, yes. I'm tired of this movement of Popeyes, Chick fil A. The original chicken sandwich at Burger King was one of the reasons I fell in love with Burger King. And they're changing the damn chicken sandwich. I got a problem with that, Chad. But I'm going to taste it first before I give a final <laughs> verdict. I actually reached out to Ellie Doty, who is the CMO of Burger King. And I asked her if we could do like a taste test because they also, I think... Uh, Popeyes is a sister, yeah, sister franchise. If we could do a taste test, and I think that you would definitely be in for that. So hopefully, you know, we can get that done. A little, a little date with you for some chicken sandwiches at BK. That sounds good. <laughs> that sounds good. Bring on the coupons. Bring on the coupons, Ellie. I'm ready. Excellent. I'm ready. Real quick, uh, we have uh, a, an event that's uh, TNG and Ada Digital. That's right. Those crazy kids from Sweden, they're having a, a digital unbiased day on March 18th. Just go to TNGSE, scroll down to the wonderful looking painted lady and, and register. So some of your favorite people from TNG and Ada Digital will be speaking. Asa, Sarah, Elin, plus my lovely wife, Julie, boss, Vonder Hadrid, and I'll be speaking as well. So get in there, register, and we'll see you soon. Nice. By the way, speaking of Sweden, I've got a quick uh, Netflix movie Ooh. recommendation. Oh, good. Uh, it's called Red Dot. 
Yes. It would be like if uh, Quentin Tarantino redirected Deliverance in Sweden. Oh. That's all I'm going to say. That's okay. all I'm going to say. If that sounds appealing to you, Red Dot on Netflix, and you're welcome. It's on my watch list. There you go. Don't forget, if you want free beer that uh, Adzuna yeah. is propping up, kids, free T-shirts that Emissary, Hell the place yeah. where you go to do text recruiting, is propping up free t-shirts or free whiskey. That's right. We're giving away free shit left and right because Sovereign Sovereign loves you. Go to chadcheese.com, click on free or just go chadcheese.com slash free and register. And we give shit away because our listeners deserve free shit. Sovereign loves you, but they hate your liver, apparently. Let's get to some topics, shall we? Facts! <laughs> Let's pile on Indeed to start the show. What okay. better way to feel the love? I'm there. What better way to feel the love? So you got some some info, some some mad users, <laughs> but you got some UX issues with what Indeed's doing right now. Yeah. So remember when Indeed changed their entire user interface and model a few years ago? They used to be like Google, not Google yep. for jobs, but Google. When yep. you would click on the job link it would take you to the corporate career site where you, I mean, just directly. Like a search engine. Yeah, like, like a, a search, search engine. engine. Yeah, yes. okay. Yeah, I remember those days. Then they changed their user interface entirely where you click on the, the job title, then it opens the job description on Indeed so you can view it there. Then you click apply, then you go to the, the corporate career center. So that just, that takes you to two clicks. What they just did is they created an interstitial page that says, no, hey, before you leave, make sure you've registered with Indeed. So this interstitial creates a three-click obstacle for a candidate to apply on the corporate career site. Number one, view the job on Indeed. Number two, click apply on Indeed version of the job description. And then number three, you have to click no thanks on that fucking interstitial. <laughs> you finally made it, kids. <laughs> and Indeed are the one, remember Indeed was always, they were always talking about like traffic quality and, yeah, and content. We're, and we're they, not NASCAR. We're not oh, NASCAR. Yeah, oh, we, yeah we, don't, we don't do that because we're, we're clean. We're easy. We're simple. We're the best user experience for a job seeker well that's all gone to shit kids is indeed double dipping that's what it sounds like they're getting paid the click and then they're getting the user they're getting they're double dipping those motherfuckers i tell you i tell you well i got a problem i'm gonna pound their super bowl ad god damn it because it's been a week so the verdict's out this ad sucks uh, it was in the middle of the pack in terms of scoring. I haven't seen the freaking ad uh, since the Super Bowl. And granted, we're not in the biggest market in the world. So if you are seeing this ad a lot, please hashtag us Chad Cheese so I can I can see what's going on. But if if YouTube is any guide of the success of this ad or this this video, uh, they've had roughly two hundred fifty thousand views, which kind of is sucky anyway. But to put that in, in comparison, Fiverr, whose ad was nothing to write home about either, has had 7 million views on YouTube. So Indeed hasn't even cracked a million and Fiverr has 7 million. That means your ad sucks. No one wants to watch it. No one wants to share it. No one wants to talk about it. Just throw it in the trash, chalk it up as a mulligan and move on Indeed. And then I've got one more as we pile on. We actually okay. had oh. an employer send us Indeed hate mail. And let me let me open it up. I'm going to go ahead and uh, read it for you. 
Okay, here it is. I like uh, the sound effect. That's good. Like you really have a letter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm opening my email right now. Are you David Letterman now? Yeah, yeah. Viewer mail. Quote, indeed gives zero fucks about employers. Three exclamation marks. They do no product management. And when you do provide feedback, it goes nowhere. I look forward to watching them tank for that reason. <laughs> End quote. So it was a it was a love letter is what you're saying. It was a love letter that yeah. you just opened. Well, and, and, and again, this is the sentiment that is out there. It has been out there and it's just getting worse. And if recruitment ad agencies who control a huge amount of spend, if they don't do something about who the fuck is. You know who else gives zero fucks about employers? <laughs> Let's talk about Facebook for a second, <laughs> shall we? So this is a mean show. Okay. So uh, we got word. It's sort of official. We've talked about it. Uh, it's been speculated on, but Facebook are scraping apparently sites that have not given permission, which doesn't surprise anybody. That's been going on for a long time. But we had a quote come in. This is being tracked now. People in their Google Analytics or Analytics uh, program are seeing basically referral traffic from Facebook. Now, this is a reader said, quote, Facebook are scraping our site and company pages, indexing it to Facebook jobs. They are using the same schema as Google and they are going hard. We have no relationship with Facebook at all. <laughs> they are doing it all themselves. So the bot doesn't declare itself, but it's been going at it for over a month. This sounds like a porno. Okay. And then on Friday night, we started getting large amounts of traffic from Facebook. Okay. Well, that's nice. The spike perfectly matched this unknown scraper we were tracking. So Facebook is going in without telling people what's going on, but then people are getting great traffic. Good thing, bad thing, indifferent. None of this makes sense to me, to be quite frank. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I, if, if, if Facebook wants to go in, all in on jobs, then great. Do a pilot with companies with big brands, then release information and data and herald how awesome it is. I mean, it's like their PR team has no idea how to work optics. And we're not just talking about jobs. We're talking about anything fucking Facebook does. The optics for Facebook right now is for shit. <laughs> Yeah, Facebook has bigger issues to deal about, uh, deal with, which we'll get to in a second. But Marketplace has been a strong suit for them for quite a while. They've dabbled in this jobs thing, the Slack competitor thing. Clearly, they're they're getting uh, feedback from data that Marketplace is spiking. I assume with COVID that people are trying to sell stuff on Marketplace. They're buying stuff because it's cheaper. So you're getting a lot more eyeballs to Marketplace. And some genius there said, hey, if we just like have more jobs, we're going to get a lot more views, which means a lot more advertising, which means a lot more money. So this makes total sense from a Facebook, like, let's just get more eyeball standpoint. I'm guessing that most people that are getting scraped don't give a shit as long as they're still getting traffic. They're not paying for it. Now, at some point, Facebook might charge or upgrade jobs or boost them uh, as part of this scraping service. But uh, for me, it's just, hey, par for the course. Facebook is going to do what Facebook is going to do, and it's going to take your jobs and it's going to make money from them. As we just finished talking about the the serious fucked upness of Indeed, um, <laughs> if Facebook starts to do that, I mean, companies are looking for alternatives. That, that's all there is to it. They don't want to use Indeed. It feels like they have to at this point. So they're looking for alternatives. If Google does go 
pay-per-click on Google for jobs. If Facebook does ramp this up and then start uh, the ability for, for targeting with jobs, I mean, those are those are two aspects of get me the fuck away from Indeed that companies, I guarantee you, will gravitate toward because they hate Facebook and Google less. Yeah. And don't think that these moves aren't like on Indeed's windshield when they're figuring out what the fuck do we do? Uh, By the way, dropping 10, 15, whatever million on a Super Bowl ad is part of that panic. And this is the stuff that we're seeing with Google and Facebook because this stuff is coming and Indeed sees it. And part of this grab of of candidates is part of like, well, fuck it. We're getting the traffic. Uh, We're going to try to get as many of those people into our database as possible so that we can milk them for as long as we possibly can. As we talk about Google, we talk about Facebook. We're also talking about Australia. Oh, we love Australia. And Australia, Australia has stiffened their spine and said, no, you're not taking our shit, Google, Facebook, fuck you. You're going to pay for the content. And it seems like Google folded. Yeah. When you live in the country that has 90% of the world's venomous like animals, you really don't give a shit when Google threatens you with shutting down. Uh, by the way, never compare Australia to California because that really is an insult. Apparently, uh, I pissed off a lot of Australians when I when I made that comparison. But yeah, so Google kind of played chicken with the government of Australia. Google has about 95% of the market share of search in Australia, roughly 25 million users of the service. Again, about the size of California. But anyway, Google blinked. They said, okay, we understand this is the, this is what's going to happen. They understand data that people use their site for news search, that they want to get information that's news related, that's solid, uh, you know, journalistic content. And they said, we we're going to lose this fight. And we just have to come to terms with the fact that the hundreds of millions, if not billions, and and maybe even bigger than that over the last couple decades that we've been fleecing newspapers and newspaper content is finally coming to a head and we're going to have to pay the piper. This is what happens. Uh, I love the fact that Rupert Murdoch is kind of behind this, and I'm sure that he's been wanting to stick it to Google for a long time, but he's going to start getting checks from them, which I don't think he's gotten since uh, Google was my was Google Google was MySpace's search engine, and paid them a lot of money <laughs> to do that back in the day. So this is sort of the reality that Google faces. Uh, they're either going to pay or they're going to be out of business. And if they don't play, companies like Bing and search engines like Yandex and Baidu are eventually going to move in. And 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 you know chip away at, at Google's uh, Google's dominance. So what I think is interesting is look, every country on the planet is going to do this. Like as soon as Google folded, like Canada started, you know, getting all chesty. Europe is going to get super in line to get money from Google. Whether or not the U.S. does it, I don't know. Maybe eventually. Uh, I think they have more lobbyists than most states in in Washington. Uh, Google does so. They'll hold that off as, as long as possible. And now Facebook is in the crosshairs. Uh, Facebook, for the most part, has said, suck it. And they have very different business models. I don't think as many people go to Facebook for news as they do pictures of family and, and other stuff. And I don't, I don't know how this works, where if I want to share something from news site A, does Google or does Facebook say, sorry, you can't share that? Can you not share any news? Obviously, that's a little bit frustrating. Facebook probably will pay in the end somehow. Yeah. 
Well, Google understands that if they step away, there's going to be a vacuum and they don't want that. And so they're playing the long game and they're playing smart. Not to mention they have mountains of fucking money for God's sake. Uh, And they negotiated, I guarantee you, they negotiated a good deal. Facebook is painting themselves into a corner uh, unless they follow suit. So overall, Great job, Australia. Way to stiffen the spine. Everybody's watching you. And uh, hopefully everybody else will follow suit because content has worth. Yeah, for sure. Look, journalists have been taking it in the in the you know what uh, for two, for 20 some years, uh, thanks to the decline in classified revenue and the cheapening and commoditization of journalism. So the world will probably be better off by newspapers making more money and being able to pay better journalists. My question is, uh, newspapers used to rule the world in regards to classified advertising. Does this inflow of money and better journalism increase subscriptions, increase eyeballs, and thus bring back more companies and employers to online newspapers? I got to think it does, right? Yeah. (laughs) I'm with you. (laughs) <laughs> all right, man, let's take a quick break and uh, we'll get to acquisitions and all kinds of good stuff. We'll get a little less salty, I think. Okay, listener, how can you help your employees become more productive? I have answers. How about automating manual and repetitive tasks, giving meaning to data, then allowing that data to actually drive decisions? And how about matching people to your jobs quicker? Well, wait. The Chad and Cheese has a new LLM? No, Cheeseman. I'm talking about text kernel. Ah, okay. That makes more sense. What I'm hearing is the groundbreaking concept of, wait for it. Yeah. Simplicity. (laughs) Seriously, though. Seriously. Text kernel cuts through the complexities like a tortilla chip through some hot nacho cheese. Oh, my God. Really? Nacho references already. Anyways. TextKernel brings efficiency and productivity to your operations. TextKernel seamlessly unifies your tools and data to drive efficiencies and success. TextKernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey, kind of like adding guac to my barbacoa burrito. Oh my God. How about extracting meaningful insights from data. I mean, that that's something. Swiftly matching yeah. people with jobs, automating repetitive tasks. Who knew such advanced concepts were even possible in the land of human resources? Uh, we did, Chad. We did. Dude, wrap it up. I'm a little hungry. Imagine that. Uh, okay, listener, get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit textkernel.com. That's T-E-X-T-K-E-R-N-E-L.com. Mmm, nachos. (laughs) Whether you're struggling to fill high-volume hourly roles or looking for long-term full-time talent, your recruiting toolkit needs to be lean and mean as you adjust with fewer resources, tighter budgets, and rapid hiring needs in a saturated and competitive market. You can count on Job AdX to be your force maximizer. Automate the details of your programmatic job ad distribution, candidate targeting, and budget management. Reach relevant candidates effortlessly across 200 sites in the U.S. and Canada. Simply upload a feed of your jobs and set your budget in less than five minutes. We do the rest. 
Getting an influx of applicants already that just aren't the right fit? JobAdX presents your jobs to targeted candidates based on their job preferences to get granular. Now your advertising spend can go towards more relevant candidates, not just more applicants. Send us a note today with your unique challenge to see how we can help you in the new state of recruiting. Make the next step forward and start your results-focused campaign now at JobAdX.com. That's J-O-B-A-D-X.com. Coming out of the break, I've I've got breaking news. I just received a message from Recruitix. It seems like Recruitix has acquired Reverse Delta, including their FX recruiter career site platform. I have no clue who these people are. But, sounds, uh, like a, sounds like a match. <laughs> We've made a match. Sounds like a match. Uh, yeah. So we're going to have to check this out. But yes, it, uh, Recruitix acquires Reverse Delta. Interesting. Very interesting. And we just had drinks with James Deneen. How could he not give us the scoop on that? That's some bullshit. Thanks, yeah. James. <laughs> Thanks, James. Well, don't call it an acquisition, apparently. It's a matchup. Recruity. Yeah, acquired. This is kind of a weird, a weird deal. It's from the Netherlands. Of course it's weird. Well, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, it's the Nordics. Uh, Amsterdam-based Recruity is combining with Helsinki-based provider of core HR software in the Nordics to, quote, create a premium digital HR solutions offering. The the combined group will have over 4,000 customers across Europe and the U.S. and a team of over 250 employees. PSG, a leading growth equity firm, partnering with B2B software companies will back the business as the majority shareholder following its investment in Sempa in July of 2020. Uh, the CEO clarifies that this is neither a merger nor an acquisition. They just want to keep they want to keep both companies separate here because they actually serve different regions and different customers. The combined group aims to achieve unicorn status. We'll see about that in the next five to six years and become quote one of the biggest global HR tech companies around. <laughs> High aspirations in the Nordics. Oh yeah, I mean, they've got. I mean, it sounds like they've got some really good growth going on. Private equity is they're buying shit up, kids. And and P- PSG obviously saw that uh, this uh, startup kind of up up-and-coming ATS recruity. Uh, they're obviously gaining traction. Looking at just some of the functionality of the platform, it, it looks looks pretty slick. Uh, Simpa is pretty much more of a back-end system. So uh, PSG bought Simpa last year, and now they're going to combine forces. Not merger, not ac- not acquire, but this, to an extent, it, it's an acquisition for God's sakes, people. It's, Come on. It's a Wonder Twins Activate. Yeah acquisition i guess something like that look these european countries can only grow like locally so much and then they have to expand and these kinds of partnerships i'm using air quotes can help them do that so good luck to them Four thousand customers across europe uh us yeah it could be a match made in heaven it could be uh it could be a true love affair in the nordics everybody yeah, and if they're gonna want if they're gonna want more brands in the U.S., they've they've got to grow. And obviously, you know, private equity sees that, which is why they put the money in. Hell yeah, Justin Gignac. It's Gnac. Damn on. it. <laughs> 
It's GNAC. He's got the coolest name. How can you forget GNAC? That's been a while. And I was yeah, I was people. drunk on Canadian whiskey, I think, at the time. <laughs> but yeah, Fiverr, Fiverr acquires our buddies at Working Not Working. If you guys haven't heard, and a lot of you probably haven't or at least forgotten, it's been a couple of years. We interviewed Justin uh, about his company and couldn't be happier for him. What a great oh, yeah. guy. What a great story. Yeah, it's interesting because uh, there's a quote from Fiverr CEO, Micah Kaufman. This acquisition expands our penetration into high quality creatives and freelancers. Yeah, I mean, this is a weird kind of a mix because Fiverr is somewhat of a race to the bottom from the stand, from the standpoint of, I, I want creative cheap, right? That's where you go to Fiverr. That's what you do at Fiverr. Working, not working, entirely different. You're going uh, for a race to the top. You want high quality shit who uh, from individuals who have worked with big brands and they have a incredible portfolio. So they are at the opposite ends of the spectrum. Uh, I think this is smart for Fiverr, but I don't know. They're, they're going to operate these two organizations separately. How does that actually work? I think working, not working, um, their pricing, kind of their their subscription model has to change. They're too fucking cheap. And I think Fiverr has enough cash to be able to boost them. I think it's awesome for for Justin. Yeah, it's awesome. And I, th- I think, uh, you know, keeping the brand separate to some degree, I think is going to be important. I mean, let's agree that creative folks aren't flocking to Fiverr for like the best deal or the, the most money in their pocket. Uh, Justin quoted in the article that I read, uh, with Fiverr's technology and powerful insight into building a global platform, platform. Uh, Working, not working, our community can be at the center of that future. No matter how the creative industry shifts, talent will always be a constant. So obviously, Fiverr's resources are much greater than what Working, not working had. And the global footprint that Fiverr can deliver is going to be much greater. Uh, Release also says, uh, Working, not working will help Fiverr uh, in its efforts to build new products that appeal to the advertising and marketing communities. The acquisition is said to expand Fiverr's penetration into high quality creatives and freelancers and gives them the opportunity to tap into its own technology. So yeah, I think uh, keeping creatives happy, getting a footprint in creatives, and hopefully at some level learning about how to get the most money for your for your people on your platform, right? Because Fiverr still competes with Upwork. They're competing with more and more people, Uber. So if they can figure out how to be the place where you're going to get the best money, then that's a that's a huge win for them. So I'm really excited to see where this goes and really, really happy for Justin. Just a solid dude. Yeah. Solid dude. Solid creative overall. Solid as a rock. I wouldn't go that far. Peaches and herb. <laughs> like this happen. But again, when we talked to Justin about this, we talked to GNAC about this. He was like, you know, Fiverr's a race to the bottom. And he's right. Mm -hmm. How can they prospectively stop that and make Fiverr in itself a better product as well so that those individuals don't get fucked every time they have to take a a cheap ass uh, product? So do, you think our, do you think our friends at Communo are on the line with uh, Upwork right about now to see I, what to see yeah, what kind of deal they can I, make? <laughs> so I think overall Communo, I mean, we know those guys pr- pretty well. I think yep. Communo itself has a, a better um, model 
uh, from a revenue standpoint, I would assume just because they are catering to mm-hmm. ad agencies that they're doing a hell of a lot better than what working, not working was doing. Right. Yeah. So yeah. it's just, again, it's models in it's, it's uh, go to market strategy. And I, I think they were entirely different. They were on two ends of the spectrum. And Camino, at, at noth- if nothing else is going to watch to see what Fiverr does with working, not working. And if they fuck it up, they're going to be there to try to clean up people that are wanting to leave working, not working and come to Camino. Yep. Yep. And as we talk about the new distributed workforce, right? We talk about giggers. We talk about now uh, just where you work. Spotify says work from anywhere, kids. And guess what? We're going to set a base of salary and that salary is going to be out of San Francisco. And it doesn't matter where you live. Mm -hmm. That's how you're going to get paid. You know why? Because your time, no matter where the fuck you set your, your butt is worth the same. It doesn't matter. You love this. You're, you're being very restrained. Yeah. You, I know you want to tell me off in, in lieu of this story. So feel free to, to tell me I, I was wrong and that you're going to be right about this. And I, I don't know that that's the case. I just know that big oh. brands like this need to stand up for the people, right? Facebook is looking to fuck their people over, not to mention there's a big difference in doing business back in the old days. The reason why everybody had to be in those big cities was because that's where HQ was and everybody had to go into an office, manufacturing plants, those types of things. They had to do that. It was all something that um, it was, it was standard. That's not how we work today in 2021. Costs were high in cities because the the population density. Uh, Now that we can distribute more, you can take that money into areas that need economic boost. So I think think this is good for our country only if employers don't try to fuck people over more like Facebook is. Live in St. Louis and get paid like you're in Stockholm. Sounds like a pretty good deal. But yeah, it's a you know, I look at this as a, a major uh, differentiator in recruiting talent. You know, if, if if I knew that I could get paid as if I live in London and, you know, live in uh, London, Kentucky, uh, that's a pretty <laughs> sweet deal, man. I'm, I'm living pretty high on the hog being able to do that. And if, if every high tech company kind of has to follow suit and pay people, you know, what a PHP developer gets in whatever major market it is, they're going to get paid that uh, in Seymour, Indiana or wherever they are. Like, that's pretty interesting. And it, it expands your your talent pool significantly. Um, it's, it's also really nice when times are good that you're paying people really high wages. Um, if streaming music ever becomes a challenge business, if it ever becomes blockbuster at some point, they're going to start cutting costs. And if you're paying people really well, those people are going to get cut. Uh, so it, it works really well when times are rocking. More power to them. If they're going to roll the dice on this and force everyone's hand to pay more money uh, or not pay on you know a, a basis of where they live, that's a really powerful recruiting recruiting strategy. Yeah, well... It- because of capitalism in, in increasing margins, mm-hmm. uh, which is a, a part of it when it's uh, no guardrails, we start to hear organizations using terms like cost of living mm-hmm. to engineer reasons to pay people less. And 
personally, that's bullshit. Again, uh, I definitely behind Spotify. Basecamp is doing this as well. I stand behind that. It doesn't matter where you live. If you give 40 hours to do the same project that somebody else is doing across uh, the United States, you deserve the same pay. We'll see how the grand experiment works. And let's take a break and we'll talk about some some major moves in uh, the C-suite. Hold on, kids. You know, Steve, it feels like we keep getting pushed to hire more and better candidates with no more budget. Right. I wish there was a way to get better results from what we're doing. Actually, I heard in an episode of Chad and Cheese about this framework from Jobvine. Oh yeah, Evolve. It's a technology agnostic framework to help TA teams get better results from their recruiting efforts. And we don't even have to be a Jobvite customer to use it. I bet we would get better results if we orchestrated all of our efforts. You mean like a centralized process and all of our channels working together? For sure. Whether it's job boards, social, or even texting with candidates. Let's do that. Jobbike.com forward slash evolve. I'll send you the link. Cool. I'm going to finish watching this episode of Bridgerton. Still need to watch that Bridgerton. Damn it. (laughs) I'm not going to watch. Have you watched this thing? No. Are you going to watch it? No. Okay. I tried to give Downton Abbey about two episodes and I couldn't do it. So no, no way am I doing this? No. (laughs) Vonk. We have movement kids. We have movement. So, Vonk. That shit I got back in college. No, wait, this yeah. is a different different Vonk. You got a shot for that, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, Vonk, <laughs> one of the leading European recruitment technology companies, announced today the appointment of Arno Schaefer as CEO earlier this week. Wouter Gerdhart is stepping back, although he will remain involved as a shareholder. If you remember, kids, there was an acquisition slash majority shareholder uh, swap uh, with the um, private equity firm Capital D in October of 2019. Valk acquired IGB last year, and it's obviously time to move Capital D people into place. Not to mention, to be quite frank, I think too many co-founders and CEOs of startups Mm -hmm. stick around way too long. Really good startup, startup phase is so much different than running the business when you're out of startup phase and you're in Mm -hmm. regular business mode. And uh, I think this is probably a very smart move by uh, a co-founder. Yeah. I mean, these, uh, so Vonk has been around since 2006. Uh, So they've had a little bit of time for this, for this co-founder to get things right. He got a little bit of money last or two years ago. Interestingly, it was an undisclosed Series A uh, in 2014 uh, that they got a, a round of money. So basically, the clock has has ticked down on his regime, and they bring in Arno Schaefer, uh, who looks like one of the bad guys from the original Die Hard. Uh, that's 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 always fun. But he's he's in there. He's he's apparently sold a company, uh, successful exit. The grownups are in town now, kids at Vonk, and they're gonna they're gonna tighten this ship. And they're hell or high water. They're going to liquidate this thing in some fat form or fashion, or they're going to go, I don't know, on the public markets. Take that money. You still have stock in the company. Relax. Enjoy your kids. Take a breath. And then who knows what what's next? And who knows what's going to happen to Intello, Chad? They're a hot mess, aren't they? We received an anonymous message that said, quote, 
the downward spiral is still on. Mm-hmm. Mark Landwer, CRO, just left to go to a competitor phenom. From my standpoint, if and I don't think he was I don't think Landwer was actually there that long, was he? Six six long months, Chad. A real investment in in the in the hire. Real investment. Yeah, I mean, if you if you get into if you get into a position as CRO and then leave to go to another startup as a VP, mm-hmm. uh, there, there's obviously some C-suite issues, and we know that the the CEO just changed over. Uh, not not even what a year ago. Yeah, that was uh new new CEO Robert Sow, if I'm pronouncing that rightly uh, correctly. He won't come on the show to tell us how to pronounce his name, but he's always welcome if he wants to explain what's going on at Intello. So he's been there since May 2020. So yeah. if my math is right, about four months into it, he hired Mark. Mark had been at Career Builder for 13 years. I think he was at. Uh, uh, he was at a staffing company before that. So definitely a veteran, knew the industry, knew who, what he was getting into, uh, by no means as a lightweight. And in six short months, he figured out this dumpster fire isn't for me. I was at Career Builder for 13 years. I don't need any more time doing that, that shit. I'm going to go jump over to Phenom. This, I mean, this is very telling. I mean, you don't leave uh, oh, this yeah. type of a, of a position in six months. Oh, yeah. Uh, there, There's obviously pressure uh from investors uh again and not to mention danielle left late last year as well i mean the chief chief product officer so you know they they've had some some great talent leave it it sounds like it's winding down rather quickly Mm -hmm. which is really challenging for their social media department because most of their social media is celebrating people's anniversaries and eventually there won't be anybody to celebrate for their anniversary. So they got to get a new social media strategy over at Intello pretty soon. Well, my, my strategy to celebrate is that this podcast is over and I can have a fucking beer. We out. We out. Thank you for listening to what's it called? The podcast, the chat, the cheese, Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Just a lot of shout outs of people you don't even know. And yet you're listening. It's incredible. And not one word about cheese. Not one. Cheddar. Blue. Nacho. Pepper Jack. Swiss. There's so many cheeses and not one word. So weird. Anywho. Be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way, you won't miss an episode. And while you're at it, visit www.chatcheese.com. Just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese. It's so weird. We out! How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transformed, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.